G'day guys, in today's episode, we preview week one of the finals, we discuss list changes at certain clubs, Zach Williams' price tag, off-field shenanigans, and much, much more. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the episode. Finals are here. What a time to be alive. Quinn or Spider-Man, whatever you want to be called today. How are you going, mate? Good, mate. Good. Spider-Man is here. He's on the Richmond bandwagon this year. Finals are around. It's a special time of year. Yeah, well, for those of you that are not watching us on YouTube, Quinn is dressed as Spider-Man. Um, it was a, a gift for his birthday over the weekend. Um, want, to, want to talk us through that gift? Yeah, so it's a it's a Spider-Man outfit, extra large from Spotlight. So it's uh, the quality might not be fantastic, but it's def- the aesthetic <laughs> is definitely there. So there's a bit of a gap between my neck and the uh, <laughs> the mask and the suit, but it's it's good, you know. It covers the face a little bit, so I can get away with a bad hair day. Oh, mate, it looks fantastic. I love it, and it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be hard to go through this podcast with watching you with a Spider-Man outfit on. So um, you might need to take it off in a few minutes, I reckon. Yeah, it'll be coming off. It'll be coming off. I do, I, I'm struggling to breathe already. <laughs> oh, it's fantastic. Oh, but more importantly, mate, finals are here. Um, yeah, it's super exciting. It's what start of October instead of the start of September with the finals this time. Um, but, you know, it still feels the same. It's great. And it all kicks off on Thursday night as well. So Thursday to Saturday, some big games ahead. And, um, you know, your boys are, are in it again. And I'm sure you're very excited, aren't you? I'm excited and nervous all at the same time. It's a uh, it's make or break of a season, I guess. You, you make it to the end of the, the pointy end of the season and then you really want to perform once you get there. So very excited because we still get to watch the boys, but yeah, a bit nervous as well. Yeah, I can imagine, um, yeah, especially with you guys have, you know, you've beaten Brisbane 15 times in a row now or something crazy like that. So Brisbane are due and um, yeah, you would be a bit nervous with that, wouldn't you? Yeah, extremely. It almost plays... Most plays more in Brisbane's favour that we've beaten them so many times because now it's like, wow, they're due for a win, you know what I mean? Like, when are they going to break Richmond's streaks? There's all that extra pressure now. So. Yeah, absolutely. But um, before we get stuck into the finals preview, let's let's talk about a few things that happened over the last week uh, since we last recorded. Um, there's been a few, uh, few news stories that have happened, especially with list changes and, and potential trades that are, that are going to come up. Um, we'll start with, with Heath Shaw, though. He did get delisted. Um, just the other day, actually, and um, he's keen to he's keen to play on. He's thirty five years old, though, so I can't see anyone else picking him up. But he's he's eager to go again, and um, I don't know who, what club would take him. I mean, you you would really think it'd just be a club with a premiership window that think they can win it next year, but. I th- all the clubs I can think of have their back line sorted. They don't really need a player like Heath Shaw. And then you could possibly go a younger team that needs the experience. But then in saying that, you're probably more keen to pick up, you know, younger players. And so you don't want blokes of his age. Like, you know, someone said maybe Reece Shaw will get his brother in at North. But North just delisted 11 players. If they're going to pick up a 35-year-old Heath Shaw just because, it's, you know, the romantic story, I feel like there'd be a few filthy North supporters. Yeah, absolutely. I don't think that's the direction they really want to go down. Um, but, yeah, as you said, I think it's just a team that's really going to challenge for the flag next season would be the only real possibility for him. 
I can't see it happening. I think he might just need to hang him up. You know, he's had a great career. He's you know, he's thirty five years old. He's uh, he's won a flag. Yeah, you want a flag at Collingwood, so he's he's been around. He's he's been to the big dance. So, um, yeah, I think he could he should just hang him up and um, finish on a on a on a good note because he was playing pretty good footy as well. So I think he should just finish up on a on a high. Um, yeah, I want. I want to know just quickly. I want to know what the conversation must have been like at GWS because I'm sure the club would have said to him in private, "We're not going to offer you a contract. We'll give you the chance to retire." And he's obviously turned around and said, "Well, no, I want to keep going." And then that's when they've you know announced that they've you know they've delisted him basically. So mm. I wonder how that conversation must have gone with them because they were probably expecting him to go out gracefully. Yeah, I mean, a lot of changes happening at GWS, and I think they you know with the list sizes reducing. They really need to, um, you know, take a look at who they've got on their list and, and who they're going to bring forward with them. So um, I think in, you know, in, norm, in a normal year, in a normal world, Heathshaw probably plays on again. But, um, yeah, it's well, GW, there's a, I think there's going to be a lot of change at GWS. And, and speaking of them, uh, Zach Williams has nominated Carlton as his club of choice. Um, he is a free agent and, um, yeah, he's nominated the Blues. He wants to come, come home to Victoria. Um, and the money going around though for Zach Williams is pretty high. And as a Carlton supporter, you know I think he's an unbelievable get. I think he's a great player, but the figures that have been uh, blown around for Zach Williams, I think, are a little bit too high, especially with um, the young group that we've got at the moment and the emerging stars with you know Weedering and Walsh and you know Cripps is is ready to sign a new contract. I, th- I don't think he should be in the you know that top bracket of players in terms of um, pay packet, but Geez, more than happy to have him at the club. I think he's an unbelievable player and um, will definitely uh, definitely improve the team. Um, what are your thoughts on on the Williams trade? Well, I think it's exciting for starters that Carlton are getting they're attracting players now. You get a couple of players that have mentioned. I know earlier um, last week Jack Graham was you know mentioned to potentially go there. That didn't work out, but the fact that people are considering to come to Carlton that must be really exciting for supporters because they're getting players that want to stay and they're getting players that want to come. So. Obviously, breeding a good environment, but yeah, I do agree with you. You don't want to pay someone like Zach Williams through the roof, especially when you want to keep some of the stars you've already got, and you may have to up their contracts or potentially get other players in as well. And if you start paying too much to players like Zach Williams, who is very good, mind you, um, but yeah, he's definitely not your top tier, um, you know, A plus type grade player. So you want to pay him smart, I think, so you can bring other people in as well. Yeah, absolutely. I think they just yeah, just need to be really careful with the pay packet. Um, but yeah, do everything they can to get him to the club because yeah, he's a great player and definitely in his prime. And um, another player that's that's been heavily linked with the Blues as well is Adam Saad uh, from Essendon. Geez, that is one that would well, that definitely excites a lot of Carlton supporters. I mean, he's a absolute jet across halfback and um, exactly the kind of player that we need that that run and dash from there and um, you know someone who can use the footy as well. So um, he is contracted though, I believe, or. Um, he might have a year to run. I'm not too sure, but there, there's definitely a lot to uh, a lot to play out there in terms of a trade. So he's not a free agent. Um, Carlton will, will need to facilitate a trade with Essendon there. So he's uh, apparently torn between the two at the moment. So, um, but then there's a lot of people in the media saying that he's you know he's more than likely to to leave Essendon and join the Blues. So we'll see how that goes. And um, geez, <laughs> if we can get Williams and Sard, where are we? That's that's huge. Massive for the Blues. He'd be a great player as well to take over from Simo now. Um, Kate yep. Simpson's retired. That same sort of role that they play, and especially getting a player from uh, Essendon. The Essendon supporters would hate seeing that, wouldn't they? But um, 
I think Saad would be a great get if he if he is. I think Essendon just offered him last night or this morning five year deal, and they've upped it their new deal. So it'll be interesting to see if he stays or leaves. Um, and Carlton are probably the, in the box seat for him, but there are a couple other clubs circling around him as well. A couple other Melbourne clubs. I think North Melbourne, Melbourne, and I know Richmond are after him too. So. Hopefully, Richmond will be trying to use that Bashahuli connection they've got there and try and get him across. But I think Carlton definitely in the box seat for him. Yeah, no, that'd be huge. Um, yeah, I think I think Adam Saad is is more about um, you know the direction of of where the clubs are going. You know, I don't I don't think he can see a clear direction with the way Essendon are tracking, and um, you know, he probably sees a bit more upside at, at Carlton. So I think that's that's where his head's at. I don't think it's mainly about money and, and things like that. It's, it's more of how he can improve his career and, you know, where his best chances of winning a flag. So we'll see how that goes over the next few weeks. But, yeah, that'd be huge for the Blues if they can get that done. Um, speaking of the Bombers, they've just brought in Kevin Sheedy to uh, jump on the board and try to stabilise their their club at the moment. Um, I think that's great. You know, from, from an Essendon point of view, that would be great. You know, they, he's a, arguably a, the greatest figure to ever be at the, at the club and um, obviously the most successful coach and um, just a revered, revered figure in the AFL. And I, I think that'd be great for Essendon to really stabilise what's going on there. Well, I think if anyone's going to bring the Bombers back on track, it's definitely Sheedy. I'm pretty sure he's already at the club um, with a marketing role. But yeah, bringing him as a board member now um, and there is talks that he will be helping um, Rutten um, with their coaching and stuff like that, supporting not not directly day-to-day stuff, but he will be helping support the coaching and all that. So, like I said, what better man than Kevin Sheedy to bring the Bombers back on track? Yeah, absolutely. I think that's great for them and um, will definitely help them definitely over the off-season, that's for sure. Um, well, just before we get stuck into the finals preview, um, I don't think uh, we could ignore the fact of a couple of naughty boys over the last week, in particular Brad Crouch and, uh, and Tyson Stengel. Um, just having a bit too much fun in the uh, in the off season in Adelaide, where there's you know seems to be no re- no COVID restrictions, and you know they can go out and do what they want, and you know have a few of um, a few of the fun stuff on them as well. So they've uh, they've been up to no good, and um, you know especially with Brad Crouch uh, looking for potentially a new club and to keep his value up, it definitely uh, does a bit of harm for him, doesn't it? Most definitely does, but I tell you what, it's not um, it's not a good look considering Tyson Sengel was an ex-Richmond player and Brad Crouch is rumoured to be linked to Richmond with his new club. So Richmond's not having some uh, good luck at the moment, especially with all the media news we've had uh, recently. But but yeah, I think Nick Rewalt, I think it was Nick Rewalt that may have said it on um, Fox Footy the other night. He made a good point. He said, if clubs that are considering Brad Crouch look at this as a deterrent and they think that their players aren't getting up to the same stuff in private, well, then they're delusional. So... Mm-hmm. Don't think this will hurt someone like Brad Crouch's chances of getting picked up, but it's definitely not a good look for him, the club. Um, well, yeah, just him and the club, I guess. Yeah, absolutely. I think, yeah, I think he's just unlucky that it's been publicised and, um, you know, it's hit the media. But, yeah, you can't ignore the fact that that goes on at every club. So, um, yeah, it shouldn't harm his value because he's a, he is a great player and, and will definitely um, yeah, definitely get a good contract somewhere else if he doesn't stay at Adelaide. Um, but, yeah, Harley Bennell... Obviously retired as well last week, and um, geez, he, he seemed to he seemed to have turned the corner at Melbourne, and just in terms of his life in general and behaving well, and geez, got down right to the very last round where he just stuffed it all up. Yeah, he announced his retirement. Um, I don't know; he must have gone on some sort of celebratory rampage, and he ended up in hospital, I think, from drinking a bit too much. So, not definitely not a 
not a, not the not the end result he probably would have been looking for. Um, mm-hmm. And like you said, just because he's a public figure as well. I mean, I mean, how many people on the weekend drink too much and end up in hospital? I mean, it's not a great thing to happen to anybody, but especially when you're a public figure and it just you know so much like it's shun on it. It's not a good look. Yeah, it's just um, and just the way his career sort of panned out as well. He, he's had these misdemeanors before, and um, you know Melbourne, you know, did a lot to to get him to the club and, you know, it was a big risk for him to, to get him. And, um, and then he did that COVID breach as well, which cost the club $50,000. So, um, yeah, not a great, not a great ending to his, to his time at Melbourne and, and, he, and his time in the AFL. So, um, wish him all the best, hoping he can get all the help he needs, but, um, yeah, not, not great for him to, to finish up, but, um, yeah, wish him all the best there. All right. Well, let's get stuck into the, to the finals preview. Um, very exciting times, very exciting times, especially with the, the pre-finals by last week with no footy on. It was uh, it was tough to, you know, to get through that weekend, especially in, in the Melbourne lockdown. Um, you know, footy sort of kept us going and um, having no footy on the weekend was pretty tough. Um, I don't know, what, what did you get up to while there was no footy? Well, lucky enough, I had my birthday over the weekend, so I kept busy with that. But um, I was also disappointed because it was supposed to be grand final day this Saturday just gone, for those who don't remember, right. um, which would have been my birthday and was every chance of Richmond being there. So I was spewing, but uh, didn't get up to much. It wasn't, um, you know, not we're in Melbourne, so there's not much we can do, I guess. But, uh, yeah, I just celebrated my birthday with family and, yeah, that was about it. How about you? Yeah, yeah, not much at all. I mean, like we were discussing with a couple of people on over the weekend, it's like, you know, we, we're, we're so used to having footy on almost every day and then we went from – from that to nothing. So it was a bit like, oh shit, like you're just so used to watching footy. And yeah, it was a bit weird having nothing on over the weekend um, and having nothing to do over the weekend as well. So, um, but yeah, I think that footy frenzy has probably, uh, probably been a a bad thing for, for a lot of footy lovers. Um, You know, it's, it's gotten people used to footy and then when it's not there, it's, uh, you know, here you're a bit lost. So, um, but in terms of the pre-finals, I, I don't, I don't like it. Anyway, even in a normal world, I think it, it you know, but it stops the momentum and, um, you know, it's just creates a bit of a lull, you know, in between, doesn't it? It definitely does. I mean, I think at the this year I've been happy with it because it's given a couple of players from Richmond a chance to get back from injury, which has been good. But in general, I think it does. It creates that bit of a lull. You, you break that um, momentum that you're coming in with. And especially for teams that, you know, win their first qualifying final and go straight to a prelim, then they're, pl- they're missing so much football in that series of finals that you, you just, yeah, you do, you lose that momentum and it can hurt, you know, trying to get to the granny. So. Yeah, absolutely. I think, yeah, I think that experiment's sort of over. Like I think they did it just because um, teams, just so teams didn't rest players in that last round, like protected the integrity of the game. But I mean, like if you want to rest players, just rest players, it's fine. Um, I think we can all get used to that and, uh, and deal with it. So um was but it yeah. North Melbourne that famously did it a few years ago and they dropped yeah. like half their That's, half their team? I think it was North Melbourne. Um, North? And then yeah. and then St Kilda did as well with Ross Lyon. So yeah, they sort of ruined it. Or was it St Kilda or Ross Lyon with Frio? I don't know. It was definitely Ross Lyon. Um and and, and North as well. Yeah. I think, well, I think it was North Richmond in the last round, and then you played them in the elimination in the, final. Yeah. yeah. Don't bring that back up. Yeah. <laughs> But so, yeah, no, I'm I'm positive that's what happened. And they dropped over half because we beat them in the last round, that's right. Yeah. And then you know, with their t- when their full team came back in the next week, we did, it couldn't get over them. But yeah. yeah, it's definitely not a good look because you know you go to the football and you want to see your best team out there. Um, 
you know, I guess it's just up to teams to manage their players while they're on the ground instead of completely dropping them. But yeah. know, this is the story for another day. Yeah, absolutely. All right, well, let's get stuck into it then. Um, and it all starts on Thursday night. It's the, the first qualifying final between Port Adelaide and Geelong at Adelaide Oval. In front of those nuffy Port Adelaide supporters, Adelaide Oval is going to be absolutely bouncing. Um, it's going to be a great atmosphere. Um, you know, they've, they've been able to have fans for pretty much most of the season, so they've been pretty lucky in Adelaide and um, I feel like this is going to be a great occasion. Um, probably the, the final I'm looking forward to the most you know, Port Adelaide have been super consistent all season. They, they've been on top all year. Um, and Geelong have arguably been, you know, the second best team all season as well. So I think this game is going to be really good. Um, now, it's a massive opportunity for Port Adelaide to to really, you know, get straight through to a prelim and, and potentially a grand final. So um, I think this is their chance. And I think the winner out of this game is going to play in the grand final. Um, yeah. what are you, What are your thoughts on it? I agree with that last statement. I do think whoever wins this will play in a grand final. Um, but, yeah, I think Port Adelaide just need to prove, not to themselves, I think internally they believe it. I think they need to prove to everybody else that they're serious because even though they've sat top of the ladder the whole season, still people aren't tipping them as premiership contenders, which is bizarre because I don't know how you sit at the top the whole year and not get looked look not get looked at that way. But, yeah, I think this is a massive chance for them. And to rectify their performance last time they played Geelong as well when they beat them by 10 goals, um, yeah. you know, well, during the season, like around 10 or 11 or something, I think, maybe. But, yeah, so who knows? I think it's a good good chance for them. Cats have looked shaky the last couple of weeks. Um, you know, Sydney almost got over the top of them. It wasn't for Patrick Dangerfield putting the team on his back. Uh, who knows? So it could have been a different story. They might have been out of the top four. So yeah. I think Port definitely have to take this chance. Um, I want to say Geelong because they've been a better side all year, but I think, like you mentioned before we started, before we recorded, that Port Adelaide will have all their fans there and their next level supporters. And people say, you know, the big four in Mount Victoria got the best supporters, but watch a Port Adelaide game. Their supporters are nuffies. They're crazy. So I'm going to tip Port. I'm going to tip Port for this one. Yeah, I'm going to tip Port as well. I think it's going to be super close, but yeah, I think Port will just get over the line just because it's in Adelaide and um, straight through to a, to a prelim for them. So yeah, can't wait for that game. It's going to be huge. Uh, Friday night, we've got the second qualifying final between Brisbane and Richmond at the Gabba, a, uh, a repeat of last season's qualifying final. And we all know what happened last season. You know, Dusty Martin went nuts and Richmond absolutely smashed him. So um, it's going to be good. This is another brilliant, brilliant final. Um, you know, Brisbane are absolutely, as we said before, Brisbane are due to beat Richmond. You know, they haven't beaten you know, in 15 15 attempts. So, look, really looking forward to this one. Um, you know, how, how are you feeling? feeling? Like I said before, I'm feeling really nervous about this game. I think because that stigma that we've won the last 15, the pressure on us to win again is higher than what it, you know, than what it might normally be. I mean, I came up with a stat that I think neither Cochin or Dusty have ever lost to Brisbane in their career. You know, and we all know how long they've been around for now. So, that that's a massive stat. And I think... It hurts as well. Tom Lynch was ruled out, I think, yesterday or the day before. They ruled him out of the game. And Harris Andrews is more than likely to come in. So that changes the whole dynamic of the game, I think. But um, but in saying that, Richmond also have Dion Prestia back in the side. He's available for selection. The teams haven't been announced yet, but he's available for selection. You'd presume Prestia will play. So that may allow Dusty to go forward. And like you said, last year he kicked six, you know, six against them in the qualifying finals. So if he's in the forward line, who knows what he could do. But I do think Brisbane are a big threat. Um, and, you know... A home final series, and they're a lot better than this time last year. So, yeah, it's just a uh, it's a shame that Tom Lynch isn't going to play because we all wanted to see that Tom Lynch versus Mitch Robinson bout, didn't we? 
We did. We did. The old fisty cups might have gone flying. It would have been good. Uh, but yeah, I, I think this is going to be an absolute beauty as well. Um, I don't know. Just, just something in me is telling me that that Brisbane are going to going to get this one. Um, just because it's at the Gabba, and just because they haven't won, they're absolutely due to beat Richmond. And um, and this is not to say that you know Richmond like this for me. Richmond is still my my tip for the flag, but. I just think this is Brisbane. This is Brisbane's time. They need. They need to. You know, they went out in straight sets last season, and I don't think they're going to want to do that again. So, I think Brisbane win just for mine. Yeah, they get it. Well, they definitely want to rectify those straight sets. I mean, they just lost to JWS, who eventually played in the grand final, and then then you know, we beat them in the qualifying. So they definitely want to rectify that. I think every time this year I've tipped against Richmond. We seem to get the job done. Um, so I might be doing that again just to see if Richmond get the job done. I think we're a stronger side when we play our best footy. But like you said, I just think Brisbane have so much hype around them right now. It's their home game. The grand final's being played. There's so much to play for. I, th- I think they may get the job done. Mm, yeah, it's 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 going to be a beauty, this one as well. Um, really looking forward to it. And yeah, again, I think the winner of this is, you know, well, personally, I think Richmond's going to make it. But I think if, if Brisbane can, you know, play really well here and get a good win then you know that, that could go straight through to a grand final as well so huge one and yeah really looking forward to that uh saturday we've got st kilda and the bulldogs at the gabba battle of the uh of the small clubs some might say um it's, <laughs> smaller. it's smaller clubs and you know the saints haven't played finals in, in nearly 10 years and um you know the dogs are, are back in in seventh spot where they won the flag from a few years ago so um, it's going to be a really good game. This one, really good contest. Um, you know, they're both in hot form. They've both come into the final series with um, with strong performances. So, I think this is a real toss of the coin game. This one, it's going to be really tight. Um, you know, everyone probably expects the, the dogs with their you know with their finals experience that could probably get the job done here. But the Saints have arguably been the better team all season. So, I don't know. What, what are you thinking here? Oh, I mean. The pressure is really on for this game, isn't it? I mean, I'm not the first two games that we spoke about. Neither club has a second opportunity. It's either win or win or you're out. So, I think Saints have definitely been a more consistent team all year, despite you know a lot of close losses. And um, uh, I think I'm going to have to go with the the norm and go Bulldogs just because of their experience. I think at their best, they're actually quite a good scary side. So I think I think the Bulldogs just, but I don't know I would like to see St Kilda get a win as well because, like, like you said, it's been so long. Yeah, I think yeah, I think Bulldogs just just because of their experience and yeah, at their best they are better. Um, but geez, then it wouldn't surprise me if the Saints got the job done as well. So I think this is going to be an absolute beauty. But yeah, I think the Bulldogs for mine. Um, and yeah, you never know what could happen from there. The Bulldogs have shown before that anyone can win it from from anywhere in the eight. So um, yeah, it's going to be really exciting that game. And yeah, I think the Bulldogs just for mine. Uh, the other elimination final on the Saturday night is between West Coast and Collingwood at Optus Stadium. And, yes, yeah, similar to the Port Adelaide and Geelong game, it's going to be in front of a very ferocious West Coast crowd. Um, you know, they're, they're equally as passionate as, as the Port fans. So it's going to be tough for the Pies over there. But, um, you know, Collingwood have been there before. They've, been, they've played finals regularly. Um, they know what it, you know, what it takes to win finals. So... It's going to be a beauty. It's a yeah, replay of the 2018 grand final. And um, yeah, and Collingwood sort of linked towards the finals and, and West Coast have, have really found some form. So I, I can't see Collingwood winning this game just because it's at, 
at Optus Stadium, but yeah, stranger things have happened. Stranger things have definitely happened, but like you said, West Coast really don't tend to lose in Perth very often. I mean, you saw there, was it an eight-game winning streak, I think, and six of those games were all played in West Coast. So, yeah, I, I'm going to have to tip West Coast as well. I just don't see Pies getting over the top of them. But in saying that, West Coast do have a couple of players that may or may not play. They're all waiting for a um, fitness test to see if they're eligible. And, you know, you take a couple of those players out, like McGovern, for example, the one that comes to mind, it's a whole different ball game. And I know Colin would have got a couple of stars back. So it'll be very interesting to see. But yeah, West Coast for mine. Yeah. Yeah, I think, yeah, with, uh, yeah, I think Shuey's back, McGovern's back. Yeah, I think, I think West Coast will, will get the job done com- quite comfortably here. And, um, yeah, I think Colin was sort of limped towards the, towards the finals. And, um, yeah, they're not going in with the best of form. So I think, yeah, I think West Coast will, will get the job done there and, and move on to a semi final. So, um, and that is, uh, that is week one of the finals done. Um, yeah, it's always so exciting just before the finals, and um, you know, it's this is gonna it's a anything can happen. It's a moment in time, and you know, teams always jump up and surprise. And um, you know, we saw it last year with, with GWS making the grand final, and you know, who knows? It could be a surprise backer. There could be a St Kilda that makes the grand final. Um, you know, Collingwood we even beat West Coast, so it's it's really exciting. It's it's going to be great, and we're really looking forward to it. Um, but who do you, you think is going to play in the grand final? Ooh. I mean, all, all year, I mean, not all year, probably the last half of the year, I've, pro- I've probably tipped to, to be Richmond-Geelong grand final. Yeah. I think at the most, but Geelong's really going to take the opportunity. It's now and ever for them, I think. I think after this, they run may or may not be over. I think it might be over though. So I think Geelong-Richmond for mine. Um, but like you said, it's so open right now. I mean, Brisbane have the home final series. Port have been very good all year. And like, yeah, it's too hard to pick. But I think I'm going to say Geelong Richmond. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to say uh, Richmond Port Adelaide. Um, but if Geelong beat Port Adelaide, then I'm going to say Richmond Geelong. But for me, I'm going to say Richmond Port Adelaide. And I'm going to say Richmond win the flag for mine. Um, that'll make it three flags in four years. And that would put Richmond up there with, you know, with the greatest teams of the modern era, that's for sure. Well, yeah. I mean, I think Jared Whiteley said it on SEN. He goes, it becomes the legacy flag if you win that. I mean, Brisbane had it. Geelong had it. Hawthorne had it. I mean, they won four Hawthorne. But yeah, for Richmond to really become a legacy or a bit of a dynasty, I think we do need to win this flag. But in saying that, Geelong won the flag every two years in their stint. So, you know, if we lose this year, there's always next year. But yeah, yeah, I think it... Yeah, so who knows? But um, yeah, I I don't know if I can pick a flag flag favourite just yet, who I think is going to win it. it's too tough. It's too scared to, to choose Richmond, aren't you? I'm too scared. I'm too scared to choose <laughs> Richmond, that's for sure. But uh, how have you found, just personally, how have you found finals? You know, normally this time of the year, finals, you know, there's a buzz, in, especially in Melbourne, there's a buzz in the air. You know, things are a little bit different. But at the moment, it's a bit of a, it's a bit lackluster, isn't it? Because, there's, there's, you know, it's not here. We can't experience it. We can't watch it. I saw something the other day where someone goes, I miss waiting in line on Ticketek for, you know, for two hours trying to buy tickets and stuff like that. So I've just... Things are very different in Melbourne at the moment. Yeah, absolutely. It feels very different. Um, you know, usually finals times is, you know, restaurants, cafes and bars that have decked out their their club colours and, um, you know, people lining up at, yeah, as you say, at Ticket Tech, getting tickets and, um, you know, being all over the news of just, um, you know, crowds of people um, just flocked everywhere. So it is different. Um and it, it is a shame that it can't be in Melbourne because that obviously is, it, it, everyone knows it's, it's the home of footy. Um, and I think, yeah, I, I, I think it's, 
the weirdness is really going to kick in on grand final day when it's at the Gabba at night time. We're going to be like, what is this? Um, I've seen yeah. a lot of people complaining about the night grand final. But, oh, we're going to be we're going to be too pissed by the time the game starts. We're not going to remember it. And if that's seriously your reason for not wanting a night grand final, pull your head. Yeah, mate. that's that can't be that can't be it. Just start a bit later, mate. Yeah, it's not it's not a hard ask. I'm just hoping the restrictions in Melbourne get eased a little bit so we can um, we can see other people on potentially get outdoor pub areas going. Yeah. Well, I think I think uh, potentially it's going to yeah it's going to be just in time for that if if all things go to plan um, I think we're all going to be able to yeah watch the grand final in with people outside of your house which is which is great a great result for Victorians oh. anyway oh big time I think October nineteenth is the day the next set of uh, restrictions uh, announced so yeah. hopefully um, they're eased on the October the nineteenth I think that would set us just in time for maybe even prelim weekend potentially yeah yeah I think so in my head I yeah. can't remember but it could be yeah, even potentially prelim weekend so exciting especially if we all do the right thing so make sure you're wearing your masks and not going out of your house yet <laughs> yeah absolutely I think Victorians would love nothing more than to be able to watch the grand final with their family and friends have a barbecue have a few drinks um, that'll really really make everyone feel a lot better about the current situation. So fingers crossed that can happen. Um, all right, well, let's move into our debate question for the week. Um, who's going to be the best player of the final series? I'll, uh, I'll let you answer that one first. Well, I mean, I think the obvious answer for on a lot of people's lips would have to be Dustin Martin. Um, he just seems to hit another level when it comes finals time, but I personally think it depends on which team I think someone like Tom Hawkins could potentially do it. Charlie Dixon could potentially do it. Um, I'm going to stick with Dusty because I've just witnessing firsthand what he's done in big games and finals. Like you said, he kicked six goals against the Lions last year in a qualifying final. And, you know, his key position isn't even a forward. So to be able to do something like that is pretty special. So I'm going to tip Dusty, but like I said, open. Who, who are you looking at? Who are you looking at? Uh, you know, look, the, the easy choice is Dusty and it, it probably will be Dusty. But I want to choose someone different. I want to go. I want to go someone like Charlie Dixon, um, or even Dangerfield. I mean, like Danger, this is his last, almost his last chance for the flag. That he, you know, he's won everything else. He's got everything else in his locker. He needs that flag, and um, yeah, I think this could this could be his time. So I think if it's not Dusty, I think it's going to be Dangerfield. So one of those two. And yeah, we've all seen them perform in big games before, and. Um, can you imagine, you know, Richmond, Richmond at the grand final again and, and you win it and Dusty plays well. A third Norm Smith medal. Has anyone won three Norms? I think potentially. I don't think, I don't think maybe, so. I think two might be the most. I know Andrew McLeod has two. Yeah. Um, there's someone else that had two. I can't remember off the top of my tongue. I think but, Gary Ayres uh, has two. Gary Ayres was the other one I was thinking of. Yeah. Good mate Sam Harvey would know this. He got all the stats off the top of his head, but I can't remember for the life of me. Um yeah, no, he may, yeah. may be the first. He may be the first if you were to. That would be incredible. Have a Norm Smith, but um, well, fingers crossed we get that far to give him the opportunity. Yeah. I also wouldn't mind seeing a young player come out and you know have a really breakout yeah. final. You know what I mean? Someone, I mean, just for example, someone like Bailey Smith and the Dogs. Like, if the Dogs were to go far in September and he just hits another level and just proves himself, um, someone like that would be fantastic. Uh, you know, Dan Butler from St Kilda, he's, he's been there before. He knows what it's like to win a flag, so he could will his team over the line. Someone like that would be great as well. Yeah. You, don't, you don't expect it, and it's something a bit different rather than the usual stars that I guess you probably do expect to, to play well. It would be nice to see someone else, although, you know, I'm not going to complain if Dusty tears the final <laughs> series apart and wins us another flag. So, 
Yeah. I mean, even, even someone like Jack Steele, you just feel like he's built for finals, the way he plays his footy. So, um, I mean, if the Saints go far, then, yeah, he's he'll, he'll be a big reason why they do. So, um, he's, he's another one that could definitely get that get that title. But, um, yeah, so check out our Insta story for that. Um, let us know who you think is going to be the, the best player of the finals. Uh, we'll share them all on our, on our social media. And, um, yeah, we'll try getting try to get as many of, of your responses up as possible. So, yeah, check out our Insta stories over the next couple of days for that. Um, but that is, uh, that is all we've got for this episode. It's, uh, it's been good. It's been exciting. Um, you know, season is done. Finals are here. Uh, the weather's getting better in Melbourne. Not so much today, but this week it's going to absolutely build up, which is, which is really good. Um, you know, we're, the lockdown slowly, slowly, slowly starting to end. Um, and yeah, hopefully, yeah, by, by grand final day, we can, we can all be hanging out together and, and not doing this via Zoom. So fingers crossed with that. But as we say every week, just make sure you leave us a review on iTunes, subscribe to us on YouTube, follow us on Spotify. We appreciate all the support that's been coming through. Um, saw a lot come through during the last week. So we really appreciate all that. Uh, but have a great weekend. Stay at home, wear your mask. And we, uh, we hope your finals team wins.